Hey, everybody, this is Hollywood special effects artist Joe Castro, and you're listening to the Walter Paisley Movie House. Welcome to the Walter Paisley Movie House, where we strive to be the best kind of terrible influence. Coming to you from Nilbog Manor Studios, our music is by Jonathan Harmon, and I am your host, Dylan Rari. Today is part two with Gregory Scott Cummins. We talk about a little more about Action USA because we not talk enough about that film. We talk about Hunter, the greatest television show of all time. We talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We talk about all kinds of stuff. He's just an all-around cool dude. Hope you guys enjoyed part one. Part two gets even better. See you on the back end. But I never had anybody push me for that ultimate honesty. You know, I used to yeah. get away with a lot of stuff. And I was very successful at it in theater in the early years, performing, you know, and all that, mm-hmm. but wasn't always completely honest. So that that graduate program really, I think, is what gave me a career beyond, you know, at least versatility. Yeah. Well, I, it, I could have been you, you get those tools active. in your toolbox and, yeah. and so long as you keep them. You know, you know, I was a great you know little actor when I was, a, you know, 11, 12, I, I played <clears throat> Scrooge in A Christmas Carol, and, and my acting teacher said, if you lived in L.A., you'd have your own TV series like Richard Schroeder. <laughs> I was just a natural when I was a kid, but then when we get into our teen years, and then all of a sudden we get all insecurities <laughs> yep. and worry about what people think, and then, then we take classes to learn how to be natural and not care about what people think. Right. Yeah, but that's a, that's the best that I can answer that with the uh, different acting styles and uh, and I, I I use everything that I've uh, I've trained in uh, mm-hmm. whatever works the best at the time with the characters. Wow, that's great. I mean, and it it shows. And when you watch a when you watch somebody in a movie especially a low budget film, it's real easy to write it off as this is a low budget film. I don't watch movies that way. I've worked on movies. I know how hard it is to make a movie. I don't care how low budget it is. Low budget movies take as much work as the big budget movies. So as you're going into those, when I'm watching those, Mm -hmm. uh, especially Uh, in Action USA, like we talked about watching the scenes with with you and William as as your banter, you guys could have just walked through that scene. Honestly, oh, in a film like that, you could have, but you guys aren't. You're actually putting something behind it. The hard part about doing the lower budget stuff, the shooting quickly, mm-hmm. really fast, so they spend less money. It's kind of like soap operas. I always say because I've done all the soap operas, mm-hmm. and it's kind of you know when they hand you 25 pages in the morning, you know, or you worked all day and like at 11 o'clock at night, they hand you like. 30 pages or 28 pages for the next day. And you've got all these big monologues and you go, you know, you can only get so many, you can only memorize so fast. And, yeah. and some people are better. I used to be really good. I'm not as good now as I used to be, but, but uh, you know, you go three or four lines in a scene and with another person, they go five and then somebody goes up in a line, you back up two lines and you just go through, you just do it once. You don't have retakes. So the thing is, when you're cramming like low budget films, you're getting scripts at the last minute. You're shooting huge amounts of dialogue every day, very quickly. Yeah, you only get one take. It's just so the quality of the acting. I always said a great actor in soap operas will come across above average, but not great. 
because mm-hmm. it's impossible to be great when you're doing that much dialogue in a short amount of time. Right. An above average actor will come across just barely passable. An average actor will come across in soap operas uh, not so good, you know, mm-hmm. because it's just uh, you're really cramming. And that's kind of the way the low budget films are because they just don't have the time. Unless you have, you know, you've worked on something and you've had it for months and you've worked on all the dialogue in advance. Yeah. And, but usually when you get hired, that's, we're the last people to get involved. You're cast and they say, hey, you're working tomorrow out in Fontana. And I'll, I'll, we'll give you the script tomorrow morning when you get there. And I go, oh, okay. You know, if you had some dialogue pages, but, and you're going, oh, okay. And then you the script and then the pages they're giving you to shoot are not in order. So you have to read the script real quick and then figure out, okay, well, where am I, you know, three quarters of the way the show? I'm shooting the finale scene <laughs> on the first day. And you figure, well, where do I need to be? You know, so you have all these decisions to make because you're shooting out of order to save money yeah. because of different locations mm-hmm. and you you know and uh and when you get the scripts at the last minute it's hard to do a as good a job as you want but you just do the best that you can yeah well you go from those into sitcom work and i imagine that was probably a pretty good primer well, sitcom, to get into sitcoms where because it's, it's you've got a live audience you got yeah. you know the cameras pick it up you got five cameras it's like doing theater again i had so much fun doing the sitcoms yeah and it's also it's commedia dell'arte you're you're playing a type so you go in you know what yep. you got to do you're not thinking about it you just go do it i yeah, gotta I be a, i'm a biker i'm a biker yeah. in this one i'm a gun seller in this one or you know whatever it is yeah. you're doing yeah, yeah just dive yeah. in and go well, i've used all that stuff i mean i've done french restoration shakespeare i've done commedia uh mm-hmm. dell'arte volpone i did that i I've done Greek uh, mm-hmm. plays, you know, just all kinds of. So you use all that stuff yeah. that's really well written. So if you get in stuff that's not as well written, you actually can find an arc, a beginning, middle, and end. You can make something of it, maybe that isn't in the script. But mm-hmm. great writing is makes things so much easier. But well, yeah, doing the sitcoms is always so much fun because it's like doing a highbrow comedy, uh, and um, you know, it, it's just, and then you have the live audience. You know, right to get that immediate feedback so it's just every actor just loves that yeah yeah as you're as you're starting to get more and more work uh mm-hmm. throughout the late 80s going into the early 90s what what is that changing in your life uh, well i was working more uh, mm-hmm. well i was working more when i was just starting in small budget films too but i was just getting paid for it a little more now we we don't make a fortune I call myself a blue collar actor. Uh, if you get to the point where everybody in the country knows who you are, you're making millions and millions of dollars because you can you mm-hmm. command a higher salary. But, you know, I, I would make the union scale, you know, what the, the union would agree to pay. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you just work hard. And, and the goal, my goal was never to, I mean, sure, everybody loved to win an Academy Award or something, but my, my goal was just to work mm-hmm. and to make a living. And, and to pay my bills. So even when I was like really poor, even those little, when I was doing a dead end city, I was making uh, 200, oh, making like 150 a week. Wow. And I was out there shooting six days a week and a long, you know, 18 hour, 16 hour days. Mm-hmm. And I think I made 200 a week with Action USA and Oh no, they actually paid me two hundred a day. That was like wow, a lot. And, you know, and that was you know. Uh, so, but uh, 
price you know it's gone up more since then sure. but but again uh, you know i'm not rich i just uh, made a living and 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 uh and uh you know just paid my bills and uh taking care of family members and you know you do stuff uh, but uh that that was just almost 40 was 40 since 85 it's 38 yeah. years 38 years since i've been professional and i started like yeah professional. i didn't start till i was well 29 30 mm -hmm. 31 with the the films you know but uh and it's one of those things it's come up on this before where it's it's people see you on the screen oh you're you're rich yeah. you're you're famous and rich and um Bruce Campbell actually did this great thing in his a lot of actors are just struggling you have these long yeah. periods and and you're you got to make it last and yeah. yeah 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 Bruce Campbell broke down in his autobiography um the salary he made for Evil Dead 2 probably his first truly hit film uh, and then he shows his agents' fees, his manager yeah, fees, ten percent agent, taxes, ten percent manager. Made taxes. thirty, made thirty five thousand dollars that year. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was in my early years in the eighties. Uh, I was excited. I, I did Stone Cold uh, mm -hmm. before. God, uh, what a Batman Returns and Cliffhanger, and and I I remember they were going to pay me twenty eight hundred a week, and I was going whoa nice. and, and you know but but that you know i shot for three and a half months so i, I made about 30 35 000 and nice huge i paid off half my student loan with that uh, for graduate school and great uh, then the next movie uh, uh batman returns and cliffhanger i yep. was able to pay off the rest of it and uh you know but the uh, not every project you know uh, but you know you just make scale but it's yeah. hard for every job that you get, you know, you've got every week that I was off, I'd have everywhere from four to, well, my, my most auditions in a week was 10, but wow. uh, you're jumping around, you're doing all, you know, working on material, working on dialogue, changing your character, driving mm -hmm. the auditions, going to callbacks, got the other audition, have four in a day, and, and then you get the job, but then you get paid for work, but you're doing a lot right. of work to get the work which is part of the job. It's like sales. It's like yeah. uh, if you're a, a, a real estate broker, you go out and show houses or you sell cars or you sell insurance. You, mm -hmm. You're going to hit a certain amount of people and a certain amount of people are going to buy, but oh, you got to hit the numbers. You got to, you got to make the sales to all the people. You got to knock on all the doors and then yeah. a certain percentage you get. And that's part of, that's the way acting is. It's just uh, doing that kind of hustle. It's I, I'm, any kind of freelance work where you're hustling like that yeah. all the time, uh, it, yeah. aside from just the toll it takes on you, um, I know it affects your social life. It affects everything because you're just, I got to go do this. I got to go do this. Oh, wait, I've got to, I've got to call next week. I got to get ready for it. Gotta... Oh, yeah, how, uh... how do you keep saying? <clears throat> well, uh, well, it's kind of like when you're working too hard, you're going, God, I need some time off. I need a break. I got to go on a vacation. And then when you have a long vacation or you're not working for two or three months, you go, man, I got to get a job because I'm going crazy here. So yeah, that's the old thing that every actor goes through. But, you know, you 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 run your life as best you can. When my mom started having strokes in the late 90s and she went through 20 years of stroke, I ended up missing a lot of auditions. I made as many as I could from, from 97 to 2017. You know, you're doing a lot of around the clock caretaking. You're going out of yeah. town, you're, you're coming, you bring her down to see, it's just 
caretaking around the clock or uh, nursing care or yeah. handling the, the doctor appointment. It's just life. Uh, I, I didn't have a family with kids. I uh, My great regret of my life, I, I have great nieces, a wonderful nephew. I have uh, good friends, uh, old friends. I stay in touch as much as I can. But when you get busy, you know, it's work. You got to do what yeah. you got to do. But it, but I, it just didn't work out for me with the family. But mm -hmm. uh, but I know a lot of people it works out and, and uh, you just do what you can. But, you know, some people might be in the military, some, you know, doctors at Kaiser. I mean, I know cardiologists, heart uh, vascular surgeons that work 20 hours a day, you know, six days a week. They're they're gone constantly. Yeah. How much time can they spend with family? But they're saving lives every day. Acting, we're not saving lives. It's not like a, a crucial profession. But, you know, being a professional athlete, you're gone six, seven months a year traveling, baseball player, football mm -hmm. players. You might see your family once every weekend, every four weeks. And, and uh, you know, there are a lot of jobs where you are too busy to be around every weekend mm -hmm. and every night with the family and the wife and the kids. Yeah. So, um, and there's a lot of jobs that are like that. And, yeah. And, but it, it's a choice. And anybody that chooses to be in our life, they kind of have to deal with that. And, mm -hmm. You know, and, and but and as I get older now, I'm at the point where I can pick and choose a little more and just, you know, I could use the money still. But sure. you know, how many years do I have left? So, you know, I, I want to do some other things. So if I want to go to this or go to a wedding or mm -hmm. I'm going to some funerals recently. So it's but if I want to do certain things, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you. It's just it. it but it is it's it's. It is not a nine to five yeah. regular yeah. job. And and there's some people that will choose those kind of jobs so they can spend more time with the family and, and all that. It, it just depends, yeah. depends the priority. But when I got into the acting after the sports ended, I was just miserable out selling insurance and doing sales jobs and yeah. painting jobs and waiting on table jobs. I, you know, I, 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 I it kind of saved my life, uh, to get back into something that I was passionate about. So really I, mm -hmm. that's what made me happy. And, uh, and it's, it's different for everybody. Yeah. Well, let's get back to, to some of these movies and things. I love talking about this stuff, but I know there's, there's some things we have to talk about and mm -hmm. um, you know, Batman returns and cliffhanger two huge movies mm -hmm. that you were in. Yeah. Um, of course, in Batman Returns, you steal a baby. Yeah, it's just a and small role. Just, I just uh... had a line or two, and uh, yeah, I'm but not really a, one for speeches, so I'll just say role. thanks. Uh, yeah, you know. But everybody wanted to be in that film, and if they had one line, they were fine because you know that was like the biggest budget film that was being done at the time. And, yeah, and just to even be on it was really mm -hmm. neat. And uh, and I was supposed to work for like three weeks, and uh, I got thirteen weeks because it just nice. they were women behind and. And uh, yeah, Tim Burton was running behind on a film that never happened. Yeah, <laughs> they had like four or five stages. I think it was at Warner Brothers. Or yeah, it was Warner Brothers. Yeah, and uh, they oh, it was amazing. I'd never seen anything like that. Just five stories, two football fields long, a football field wide, big warehouses, just decked out to the ceiling, and all these things. It How was cool! Amazing. 
Yeah. yeah, and you're walking into Gotham City. That's got to feel fucking It was great. incredible. Or the Penguins. I, <laughs> yeah. I spent all the time with the Penguins. I love the Penguins. We weren't supposed to touch Angler for the Penguins. He, <laughs> he go and pet them all the time. And Burton said, stay away from the Penguins. We don't want anybody injured. But I'm over there petting them and the big, you know, the emperor ones and the yeah. small ones. I, that, I mean... That's just but we cool. couldn't take everything was secret, so we couldn't take pictures on the set. Right, we couldn't take you know nothing. He he wanted everything to be a surprise. Yeah, Devito famously was just miserable on that shoot. Yeah, I sat next to him every day as he put his makeup on. Uh, I, I was mm -hmm. only you know there for maybe an hour and twenty minutes, hour and a thirty, putting mm -hmm. my makeup on. But he he had to sit in that chair for four hours. So many prosthetics and yeah. just everything. And on then they had now. to take it off at the end of the day. It, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was, uh, I'm sure, a difficult job for him. Yeah. Well, then Cliffhanger. There yeah. you're on yeah. an amazing location. Yeah. I know some was oh. done in studio, but for the most part, you're out in these, I, I mean, unspeakably no, I, beautiful locations. Sly said when I got hired for, he just said, he just you are going to be blown away when you see what we're going to be shooting in and where we're shooting in, in the Italian Alps. Yeah. The locations are. And they were. Mm -hmm. And it was rugged. And, and for some actors, it was harder than others. Yeah, mm -hmm. I loved it because we, we got trained for a week with the best mountain climbers in the world for safety. Sure. You know, and they were there. We had a had a Everest mountain climber assigned to each actor to keep us safe to make sure everything was you know the the rivets were in the you know uh in, mm -hmm. in the uh in the granite uh solidly and all that stuff but i it was you know it was snowy it was it was amazing it, it was we saw i can't we would never have i'm chaffering the mountaintops the new mountaintop every day or going up to the top of resorts and and just just in in the elements, uh, the most amazing experience. It, it was rugged, but it was also I saw John Lithgow when he was doing uh, Third Rock from the Sun mm -hmm. after Cliffhanger years later, and I saw him. I go, John, you know, we're going hello, hello. And I was working on another sitcom or something, and 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 I said, Have you still was Cliffhanger still the most amazing? film you have ever worked on because it was for me and he said yeah not nothing or come close to it eh? what we went through and the amazing things that we saw uh and wow. and we were getting paid for it yeah but you know it was hard on some people like denise turner who used to mm -hmm. be in a little more catered to but she's a wonderful person it, it was just hard on some people but it was rugged yeah, you know, we yeah. we didn't have people looking out after us. We were out in the cold. We had our cold weather gear. We our feet were freezing every morning and and through the course of the day. But but wow, you know, it, it yeah. was just it was an amazing adventure. And it uh, must have been. That's great. Yeah, it really was. And Stallone was great. Uh, everybody else, everybody, all the bad guys, Lithgow. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lithgow is just you. Him as a bad guy the is one of the greatest man things ever. you ever meet in, in the business. He's just the sweetest, kindest soul you'd ever want to know. But, and he uh, plays a great bad guy. Yeah. 
just a great he's, he's a great actor he's a yeah great actor. yeah yeah well i have to ask about hunter i i oh. i'm obsessed with that show every episode is like a little exploitation film um and you you were in an episode of the original series and then they brought yeah. you back to be the lead baddie in the made for tv movie that was in yes. 2003 i think yeah um, yes your research is amazing I, I, this is, I don't, I can't do math because this is all the shit I know. So, um. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it was funny. That got me my manager. The, uh, I played Darnell Nickens and I think yeah. the late eighties. And one of the first, that was my first guest starring role on a night. Was it really TV episodic? The Great. Cause I'd done a mama's family and a Murphy uh-huh. Brown and you know, a head, uh, the head of the class was later, but uh, yeah. But I, I'd done, you know, some smaller roles in some sitcoms and things. But that was my first good role in a in a, a prime time, you know, episodic series. And yeah. I got some nice feedback from that. They they uh, they were very kind to me after that, and uh, and uh, and and wrote some nice notes after that performance. And then Fred Dreyer, years later, uh, you know, he had me in his own independent yep. film, Highway Three Ninety Five. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. and and played the lead bad guy in that, and then he did his own series for about a year in Cabo mm-hmm. San Lucas called Land's End, and yeah. he had me for an episode in that. And then when the Hunter came around, the return of Hunter in San Diego, um, I mean, I was just so flattered. He he called me up and he said, "I want you to play the lead bad guy for the two-hour you know pilot episode of this mm-hmm. uh, new series I'm doing." You know, it's like my character from Hunter twenty years later. Right. Uh, although I may have had a different, they kind of you're a different character because you die yeah, in the first episode. But, but yeah, they kind of tied it together like I was the most dangerous, yeah, criminal hunter ever faced. Is <laughs> out of jail twenty years later, and he's back. You're the you're the first person on camera in that. You, yeah, and it's uh, you coming right out of prison. It's right on your face. Yeah, it's no, great. it was so great. And and you know, it was funny because NBC and Stu Siegel, who produces in San Diego, did mm-hmm. Renegade and Silk Stockings and Pacific mm-hmm. Blue and this stuff. He was always real good to me too. Hired me a lot. And then Stephen Cannell, who yeah. did the Hunter, he was very good to me. And he also worked with Stu Siegel in San Diego. But Fred, when they wanted to, they wrote it for me and. uh Oh wow! NBC got it, and they said, "Well, we want we want to get a name actor. We want to get a big star to play the bad guy for the pilot episode." And, and you know, they wanted to get you know, a lot of people names. I don't know, but they 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 uh, Fred said, "No, we want uh, Greg. Greg's going to be the character." And and they That's said, awesome. "Well, well, send us his tape. Can you send us his tape." We we they were just they wanted a name to draw <laughs> people to the show. And he just said, "I'll send you. He can send you the tape, but it's." He's still going to be it, you know, and uh, but he, he was great to me. Jay Fred was so kind That's to me great. through the years. And and we had some of oh, that fight scene in Highway 395. He's he's an amazing guy. He's strong, too. God, he was I was 47. He was 57. We were in this 130 degree shack in the uh, in uh, the, the desert out there in Death Valley in California in the middle of the summer. And I'm just die i'm starting to get heat stroke and he's so strong and you know and i just go fred how are you doing he goes hey i'm 10 years older than you just stop complaining i go what are you talking about i said you were you felt you were like an all pro 
defensive end yeah. for god's sake i i was a punter <laughs> you know, i mean you know but uh although i would joke with him about that punters are the real athletes in, <laughs> in, 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 you know we were the real tough guys but yeah. <laughs> but no but, uh but so the return of hunter it, it was great he had yeah. me in the thing and uh and it was a lot of fun you know it was a lot of fun and uh, i just still can He's doing a podcast now somewhere. I, I I'd love to get a hold of him and thank him for the. He, he yeah. was very good to me through the years, as other people were through the years. So, yeah, he's de- I'm trying to get him for this podcast. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, he <laughs> is just very kind to me, and uh, and he sure had that tough guy thing down. Yeah. but he had a, he had a great sense of humor too. He had a mm-hmm. dry sense of humor, so uh, so you could look at stuff. You know, I. Uh, uh, I used to, I, I joke about how incredibly good looking I am all the time to everyone. So, you know, they laugh. I don't know why they laugh every time <laughs> I say it. They think I'm joking or something. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. I used to say, uh, I have my career. I have no acting ability whatsoever. I've had all these jobs all these years and I've made a living on my incredibly good looks. <laughs> that's, that's, and then when I had the long hair and goatee beard, that was like really funny. Now, sometimes people think, <laughs> really think he's good looking well, of course i am i'm you know but no but uh so fred i remember first time i said uh, said to fred i said you know i have such great respect that you have enough security within yourself to hire somebody as good looking as me to play opposite you now usually everybody would just laugh yeah you know, and realize and fred i remember he gave me a so you think you're good looking yeah, <laughs> very good fan, and, and he was playing with me. He knew I was joking. Yeah, but he was acting like you know, which, you know he was playing like he, yeah. he was throwing it back at me to make me feel, and he was teasing me. So he was giving me the joking back by saying, you know, by not reacting right. and, and making me think I just put my foot in my mouth. You know, but but that's the kind of guy that he is. He's he's a great guy. That's really. great. And, well, and for what, our for our listeners, uh, the episode uh, of Hunter, uh, you need to check it out. It's from uh, the '89 season. Uh, let's see, that was um, I can't remember the episode name, but it's one to check out. Uh, hold on, hold the, on, uh, I'll find it for you. Give me a second. <laughs> I, I got my stuff here. Hunter, Hunter. Wait. Uh, okay. The. Uh, the episode name of the 89 was Field of Honor, episode 5608. Did you hear that? I did. Yep. Shield of Honor, episode 5608. And the Hunter Back in Force was uh, the 2003 pilot episode yeah. of Hunter Back in Force. And uh, that was the episode name was Back in Force. Yeah. They're both great. the the um, the eighty nine one uh, for our listeners. You you play this this guy who's robbing check cashing places. Yeah. You have some sort of really inappropriate relationship with your domineering mother. It's just, it's very seventies exploitation. It's delightful. It's yeah. so much fun. Um, yeah, you know who directed that episode? Uh, so the character was Darnell. Next, Sherry North played my mom, and uh, mm-hmm. she was very well known at the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you ever, uh, yeah, I can't remember my dialogue, but I, redneck, white trash. Yeah. 
<laughs> Darnell Nichols, you know. But uh, but uh, oh, what was I going to say? You know who directed that episode? James Darren. James Darren. Really? He's, he's the one who hired me in the casting office, and he could have taken these name people, and he said, "I just liked what you did, man. You nailed it." And, wow. And he gave me my first opportunity, and he was a great guy. You know, very and, cool. And, you know, Bobby Darren's brother, but James yeah. is also a singer, and and he mm -hmm. did a bunch of stuff on TV for a bunch of years. Oh yeah. But, wow. Uh, I mean, it. You're. It's just a laundry list of awesome things. Stone Cold, you brought up. I mean, what a great cult film. It was one mm -hmm. of those that was immediately, it came out, everybody was making fun of it. Oh, yeah. There, were, yeah. there was a core group of us, though, who were like, this movie's so fucking fun. It's just great to watch. It It ended up, uh, well, it, was yeah. a, it was a Lance Heinrichsen, a great bad guy. Lance Henriksen uh, uh, William... is um... one of the greatest actors of all time. William Forsyth was a great William bad Forsyth's guy. Great. Um, Brian Bosworth was kind of a jerk, uh, but uh, he was just out of football. So, you know, he thought, let's do fight scenes and let's actually hit people in the face. Oh, shit. Instead of making it look like you hit people in the face. Oh, shit. Or he choked me out in my gag. Did my you, Adam's apple is that where you just I was going to ask if that's when you got your Adam's yeah, apple. Yeah, I didn't use his name in another interview, but you know, we were just rehearsing it and he's like doing the thing in the helicopter and I say put it in the crook of, Son your of a bitch. Make it look it. He kept doing it right here and then then we were starting to do the first take and then it just popped it just popped it over ripped all the muscles and I just oh, popped it back. God. And I was pissed, you know, but uh, what are you going to do? He was the star of the show, and, oh. and I, I warned him. I said, you know, but, but, uh, but it was it was great fun. It was hugely hot down in the in the Mississippi, Biloxi, mm -hmm. Mississippi. We shot a lot of the stuff on the beach, and then we moved yeah. to Little yeah. Rock, Arkansas, where we were hosted by Bill Clinton. And uh, in that's Arkansas, right, that's Rudy. right. And uh, <laughs> Jennifer Flowers was at the top of our hotel. I think it was the Hyatt, and uh, all that stuff. Uh, that wow. was before his president, but. Uh, but that was a great movie. And, you know, a lot of stuff that became kind of like the biker cult movie for decades. And even yeah. now it's like a cult biker movie that everybody watched because we used real gang bikers who yeah. were down there from the Gulf Coast. And they had chapters where they had thousands and thousands of people mm -hmm. that were on. You know, it was amazing. And uh, and uh, the, the again local communities uh opening themselves up so we could shoot things that would cost a fortune yeah big but it's they spent a decent amount of money but, uh, mm -hmm. but it was good and that job got me uh, a couple other jobs that got me working with uh well let's see john that got, you to, that got you to switch back right well no uh it got me to uh, a very desert heat with jean-claude van damme uh, i think john was it John Abelson who directed? No, John. Yeah. John Abelson directed that. And he yeah. found, he said, somebody said to him, look at the supporting characters, uh, supporting lead characters from Stone Cold and just pick one. And then he hired me for Desert Heat with John Claude Van Damme. And mm -hmm. then Michael Cimino saw that movie and hired me as a biker for Chaser with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Out in Arizona. So they, 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 they just heard about the movie. They watched and said, okay, let's get some, some of the supporting bad guys. And I had that goatee beard with the mm -hmm. point, you know, and, and, and the bad long hair. And I was playing a lot of redneck white mm -hmm. trash characters, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, it got me a lot of work. 
Well, I mean, right there, you just named two directors of great pedigree. You've got Ellison. Yeah. I mean, he Rocky, uh, Chimino, yeah. the Deer Hunter. You're, you're talking about these people yeah. who are. I, yeah. I mean, to be a journeyman actor and they pick you. That's yeah, gotta feel no, great. I, exactly. Please. Yeah. I mean, to actually get hired for something without having to audition and they yeah. see something you did and they call you up. It, it happens occasionally. It's a little mm-hmm. rare, but it happens occasionally. Yeah. And, and that's nice. But to have it to happen with, you know, twice with two famous yeah, directors. Yeah, with those kind of directors. Huge directors. Yeah. That's just got to be great. Well, they saw my good looks and they said, we want that guy. He's really good looking. He may look like a You're lucky guy. they didn't call Fred Dreyer. Yeah. But... <laughs> right. Well, Fred, I got a little story with Fred since we're a little hunter. You know, I remember him saying, you know, I'm so jealous that you get to play all these, I have to be the straight man, the good guy, you know, and you get to play all these great bad guy characters and do all these nasty, mean things. And, and you get to change up all the time because, you know, he did get typecast, mm-hmm. you know, as Hunter, yeah. you know, and it was hard. You know, I don't know how much work he got after that, but you know, there is a typecasting that goes on in the business. And I, I played a lot of diverse characters and but he envied that because sometimes playing the bad guys you get to make interesting choices and do stuff that's juicier you know and he said oh, yeah. you know, i'm so envious that you get to do all this stuff and i said whoa whoa, whoa. i said i don't i don't want to hear it and this is what i said though i said i said i would take your bank account and play <laughs> one character for the rest of my life and be very happy I said, I have no sympathy for what you just said. You know, I said, I am, I am just paying my bills. I am getting, you know, I'm, I'm making a living, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not rich. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just getting by. And I said, I would rather have had Hunter, you know, and, and have a nice home and all the money I needed to have, do whatever I wanted in life Mm -hmm. than, uh, you know, but it was a little exchange I thought was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather, I, I, I'd switch with you, take your money and play a few characters, you know, the the <laughs> rugged macho leading man any day of the week, <laughs> you know. I have to ask also about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, okay, yeah. You're, yeah, in a, yeah. you're in a fun episode of that. It's another show that I've, I've always enjoyed um and you're you're in the episode where with you're part of spike's gang and you come in to take over the high school during a big event um just tell us a little about that it had to have been a little fun yeah yeah look every time i got hired on anything uh i was excited i was getting work and i was getting paid for it and yeah i mean Getting all that makeup and the face and the, you know all the stuff with the vampire stuff and all the stuff that they did, I, I, I don't have a, it's on my website the picture. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's fun, and uh, you know it was only one episode. I would have loved to have done more, but mm-hmm. uh, but anytime you get to get in all that makeup and they make you all look like that, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I yeah. kind of. I didn't have a lot of makeup on Charmed when I did that, but right. it was a great role. And I was so excited because uh, um, Anson Williams, who played Potsy from Happy Days, was the director. Big time director. And I was so He's excited to so meet much. him. I was so excited to meet him. And I did, I played him very Shakespearean, very almost a British, but I didn't do a British accent. I just uh-huh. well-spoken English. And 
and I slicked the hair back and I went clean shaven on that one. And, uh, mm -hmm. but it was just, you know, fun to do these, uh, witches, um, ghouls, you mm -hmm. know, crazy stuff with the makeup, whatever. It's just, it, it's fun to do. And it's amazing. I'm still amazed. The following that charmed and Buffy and the vampire slayer has still yeah. today. Yeah, I never would have expected any of that stuff. But they're huge fans with that. Absolutely. Stuff. Buffy know? Buffy's about as close as I get to religion. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, what is it? Michelle Geller who plays the Sarah lead? Michelle Geller, uh-huh. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller. Um yeah. He was so young and that was a great job for her. Yeah. To be so young and and get on a show like that. Yeah. Worked her ass like, off on it. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm sure she yeah. did. Yeah. These are hard to do, these series. I mean, when you're the lead role. When I mean, you're the lead and you carrying know, you, it. Yeah. You're just going long hours, morning till night, a lot of dialogue. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. But, you know, you're very fortunate. They're very fortunate. I mean, I'm fortunate this last 10 years, even just 15, having Sunny, even though I'm playing mm -hmm. a character every once in a while and having a, you know, a supporting, uh, recurring character on Bosch. It, Mm -hmm. I'm in heaven. I, yeah, it's just heaven for me to not have to audition so many times for so many. You know, to have a role just come at you that you get to do and and yeah. develop. And, and my partner on the show, who plays uh, Troy Evan, who plays Barrel, Barrel Creighton Barrel. Yeah, I, I, that's been it's one of the greatest experiences of my life because we've been able to just we have this great rapport and we develop the characters each year a little more and a little mm -hmm. more and, and find more depth and interesting things and funny things and dramatic things and uh, and and he's such a great friend uh, after all these years now too it's just been a great that that's why i got i didn't get in theater or get in acting to to go off or to get rich or you know why i got into acting it, it's the only other place that i had the camaraderie that we had playing sports where you just work hard towards a common goal. You don't win every game. You win some, you lose some, the excitement, the, but working as a team, everybody doing their job and you develop a bond, mm -hmm. you know, with the baseball, football, basketball, whatever the sports are since I was a kid. And the acting gave me that same kind of bond with another group of people that were artists and crew members and people working i worked backstage i did stage carpentry i did stage managing i did lights mm -hmm. i did you know for the theater it's you're, you're just involved with a group of people and you know a lot of times you do films and if you work a long time with a group like cliffhanger that was great mm -hmm. six months but i never had the chance to do a running role for a while with a group of people that i'd get to know and stay in touch with over years and that's why doing bosch and bosch legacy has been such a pleasure and sunny yeah. is that you get to know these people over time you develop that's that's why i got into acting is the camaraderie uh, of it all mm -hmm. you know it's not i mean it's nice to make money and have a job and all that but you know if, if i'm not having there are a lot of jobs that aren't fun that that mm -hmm. people are yelling and screaming and get not getting along and all that. Mm -hmm. And I had to put up with a lot of stuff, but not anymore. You know, if I'm yeah. and and the great jobs that I've had over the last 10, 50 years. Well, we had that camaraderie cliffhanger. A lot, a lot of projects. Some great Bill mm -hmm. Whitliff with the lone, with the uh, Ned Blessing. Oh yeah, yeah. After he did Lonesome Dove. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are just some great crews, some great actors. 
but this, you know, that's why Bosch is so great and, and Cliffhanger was so great and Sunny is so great. Uh, I mean, the guys on Sunny, I mean, my God, they're just, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I said to him, I said, I do this for free, you know, guys. I, I just, I have so much fun when I'm here. It's like when I'm back <laughs> in, when I was back in college and school, just goofing around and playing around and just laughing all the time. Yeah. And they're so funny. But it's the same way with Bosch. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's a, it's a core of people that you just, it's like family. And yeah. uh, I, I missed that for a bunch of years, but then I found, and that's why I got into acting because we, you develop a bond with a group of people and you're putting yourself on the line, whether it's sports or acting play, you know, and you, and you, and, and then you kind of go through all the turmoil together. You get through the other side, you just develop a bond. That's awesome. That well, I have to ask you. Uh, you brought up Always Sunny, Lynn Marie Stewart, and Sandy Martin, two oh, absolute ah, American ah, treasures ah, that you ah, get to work ah, with on there. Ah, 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 I've I've ah. been chasing both of them for this show. Uh, Lynn Marie Stewart alone, she yeah. Miss Yvonne on Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know, she she was with the Groundlings, did amazing things there. Is yeah. a great character actor, and Sandy Martin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jesus, she is oh, just, she's, she reminds me of Selma Diamond, that, yeah. that type of gruff voiced female character actor that could just take on anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're absolutely, uh, you know, I mean, the guys and Danny, you know, uh, Glenn and, and, and Rob and Mac mm -hmm. and Caitlin and uh, they're incredible, but but those two, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I got, my character's gotten to do a lot with both. One's my yeah. ex-wife and the other's my, my uh, bang maid. Yeah, I guess, or, you know. My you son know. and I just watched that one tonight. Yeah, before, yeah it was before hilarious. Before I got with you, we had to watch that one again. Yeah. <laughs> just to get ready for bye, that. Bye, you. loser, bye. <laughs> you know, and, you know, uh, yeah, they're just, and I, I, I don't want to give too much away, but they, they have a new season coming mm -hmm. out on the 16th season. And yeah. uh, there's, uh, there's an appearance I make, but it's going to be, I can't tell you, on June okay. 7th. Um, I don't know. Because the, the last time we saw that. you, it was pretty powerful. Yeah, well, yeah, well, there's there's a little switcheroony that I'm a little overweight in, and I gained about 40 pounds because I had the back surgery and another mm -hmm. surgery at 40, 50 pounds. But there's a, well, I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, I, non disclosure okay. agreement, don't but worry I, about I'm it. going to appear uh, on the June 7th, second episode. Uh, uh, the uh, Okay. And uh, I worked with Sandy and, and uh, the two, those two, um, and, and they're wonderful. They're, yeah. they're just, I mean, it's just, actually, everybody they get on that show is really great. Yeah. But it's been just a pleasure working. They're, they're just, they're super pro. Yeah. Yeah. They're just I so mean, good and so funny. So much for so long, you know, they've done... And also, I think Caitlin Olson might be one of the funniest actors working today. Her yeah, comic, her yeah. comic timing is second to none. They're it's all, just beautiful. They're, all, they're yeah. all. I mean, I couldn't pick one of them. They're so, they're so funny. Yeah, so creative, and they wrote everything for years and mm -hmm. together. And these guys are geniuses. Yeah, they really are wonderful. And uh, 
again, they picked me because of my good looks. Of and, course. <laughs> and, uh, and it's been a fun character. Well, it works so well in a show like that. It, it, Neil Simon always said, comedy never works if you play comedy. You play it straight. Yeah. yeah. The comedy comes out of that. That's you... why Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau were so great. They, they believed Absolutely. everything they were doing, honestly. Yeah, but my teacher used to say, you don't act funny. You play it honestly. But to get comedy, you sometimes heighten your intentions, yeah. objectives. So if you want some food instead of, hey, you know, come on, I want some food. You know, but if you want some food, hey, where's my food? And all of a sudden it adds a whole other energy and it starts becoming funny because, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm the man, you know, I do what, you know, you, you do what I say, yeah. and, you know, you, you know, you're not the man I'm, the, you know, it's like, uh, uh, Neil Simon or, or, uh, 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 a lot of the, the, the people that wrote during those years, they had mm -hmm. some great, great comedies. But you, yeah. the biggest mistake people do is they try to play funny. And it's not funny. All of a sudden, oh, you're just it's seeing people flat. thinking they're funny and acting like they're funny, and you can see them acting mm -hmm. like they're funny. It's when they when they're honest about the situation, but they yeah. maybe heighten their intensity. Or what Luther does is, I sometimes I drop it and I go completely opposite instead of being mad. Or I just be, you know, kind of, and I just play it a little. <laughs> and I go, you know, really. And they're all, Dad, I love you. I love you. Yeah, I just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, what can you do for me? You know, <laughs> what do you know about ugly heroin through your anus? <laughs> you know, but, but it's just, you know, because I'm, so the character is, Mm -hmm. funny because he's totally selfish he doesn't give a shit about how his son cares about him right. and and his you know so that's how it's the situations and the yeah. character development you know and but you still got to play it honest otherwise it's just you know you're watching it's kind of yeah. like watching charlie's angels or you know or well there's some sitcoms in the old days that used to kind of you know, not the great ones, not like I Love Lucy and the yeah, Van no. Dyke Show and all those are those are great shows, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, there were some that kind of went a little, you, know, you could see the actors thinking. They were... Yeah, a lot of 80s sitcoms would hit those beats very deliberately. They, yeah. it, you know, they may as well have just looked at the camera and gone, huh? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just depends, you know, and sometimes yeah. it still works. You know, I mean, I loved, you know, things like, uh, you know, All in the Family, one of the greats, but then the Jeffersons, which came off of still mm -hmm. great, you know, they, yeah. it was high level comedy, but, but it was, it was a reality to it. Mm -hmm. How much time do you think you've spent in prison visitation rooms? It's definitely been more than most prisoners. <laughs> well, I, uh, and the prison. <laughs> Cartel. I, that was another film I did with. Uh -huh. uh, uh, also, uh, John Stewart directing that. As yeah. With Ronnie Hadar producing, and that William Smith was in that as well. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, some other people. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of prisons. Well, mm -hmm. when you play bad guys, you go to you play in prisons. You know, and yeah. you, you shoot people and you kill people and you die. <laughs> I had a lot of different ways I died. You I died to, a lot of different ways. I yeah. used to a lot of fun ways too. There was a period there where there's one year I think a two year period where I died in a helicopter blowing up in like three straight films. You know, wow. 
You should yeah. do a demo reel of just your deaths. That would be uh, pretty amazing. My old ones where I used to put in some of the more action stuff, I, I did have a lot of things yeah. where I showed me getting killed. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know, or whatever. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, it was fun. You know, it's, yeah. It's what what we did when we were kids. We played around. We played, you know, mm -hmm. games. I know cowboy and Indian isn't politically correct now, but that's what kids did when we yeah. were young. You, yeah. Or you play, or you shoot. I mean, you know, you just stops and robbers, whatever. Yeah, You're you make just, believe. Yeah. You die. You go. Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. You fall to the ground. I'm just playing here. Yeah. This is. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it is, we're not uh, doing brain surgery being actors, you know, I mean, people say, oh, you know, you're helping your people, can I laugh at you, and they can identify, you're making their world better, empathy, you know, sharing your heart, yeah, I go, that's all fine, but, you know, athletes are doing that, too, with all that, and that's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it, you know, doctors are saving lives, police are out protecting people, saving lives, so, Firemen around saving lives. Nurses are saving lives. I mean, just there's so many professions where people are really helping humanity mm -hmm. every day, saving lives and yeah. and uh, and making people's lives better. And you know, it's nice. It's uh, being an actor. You know, some people I think give it more credence than it should, uh, or they get a little more because of the notoriety and fame of mm -hmm. being well known, but. We're just actors. Yeah, I mean, we're not we're not curing cancer here. Right. We're not saving lives like a lot of people who devote their lives. My niece is a police officer. Mm -hmm. My cousin is a retired police officer. Uh, these people devoted their lives to serving mm -hmm. the public and saving lives, and you know, and and doing a tough job. Yeah. And you know, I have great. Doing Bosch, I've gotten in touch with so many people who are police officers all over the country, and I, I'm just—I—they're uh, heroes to me. They, they, I, I'm just such a fan. And you know, our soldiers and people who've given their lives and their limbs and from so many wars through the years—it's just you know—they're—they're they're people that have given so much. Yeah, that's just. But it is, I think, and you're right. It's. Acting is not a life-saving thing. However, you you hear these stories from all the time of soldiers who are, um, you know, they're in a foxhole that's getting bombed and they're in, yeah, they're in a mean, shelter. Like, and and the I'll way pretend to do it, you know, but I mean, for but, real. And it's but just they'll, like, tell, uh, they'll, they'll tell stories, though, of while they're in there. Bruce Campbell tells a great one where a Marine yeah. came and told him, you know, we were in Iraq and we were in a bunker and it's just bombs going off outside and the lights are out and it's dark yeah. and we're terrified. And he goes out of the darkness. One of my friends went, what do you think Bruce Campbell would do right now? And he said, <laughs> in that moment, we all relaxed. And to, yeah. so there is some importance to what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You um, know, yeah. Yeah, I get know, it. Well, and I felt that way as an athlete, too. I mean, we're entertaining mm -hmm. people. We are entertainers. And it, there is a yeah. place for being an entertainer, you know. Yeah. And it's like somebody has an incredible gift as a singer. I mean, you, you're making people feel emotions that are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. It's just that 
sometimes uh, I think uh, people overdo the importance of it in society, I especially agree. in the money. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Or look at the importance of teachers. All that. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. Who's your friend? This is Kitty. This is Kitty. Sylvester or Silly, Sylvester. but I, I because I just have one cat now, I just say Kitty. Nice. Response to Kitty. Looking uh. right through me with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. He wants a treat. All right, I'll give you a treat. Hold on. But well, I mean, I no, it's fine. I I've taken too much of your time as it is. <laughs> This has just been a delight talking with you. I'm um, enjoying it too. Uh, yeah, you your research and all that is is amazing. Uh, oh, thank you. Stuff. Thank you. Done a lot of research. Thanks. I try to. Um, it's this is this is a passion project for me. I like Good to for you. I like to talk about these kinds of things that I get to show movies like this once a month at a little brewery here in town, and um, oh, you know, it's neat. actually um, we're we're planning a special hack o' lantern event. So we're going oh, to all watch Hack-O-Lantern. I uh, love it. I love it. Um, oh, gosh. But, uh, I mean, dude, I don't know. Dude, what do you have coming up? Let's let's get into what you got coming well, up. Well, I'm not sure. Doc, we got always uh, sunny I, coming I, I up here. I took a little time off uh, for mm -hmm. a surgery that I had, okay. uh, lower back surgery. So I took a little time off. I'm still recovering from that. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Um, uh, uh there's some things out there uh well like i say i got this episode of sunny in philadelphia coming up on yep. june 7th 2023 not sure when you're going to come out with this uh i think it's something uh i forget Where the title of it but uh but it's the 16th season and it's the second episode that's okay gonna this air. is probably going to come out after that has yeah. aired but well, um, then it, it will have aired, and then you will find out. We that, will know all the mysteries. That, uh, <laughs> that that there's something going. There's a little thing that I can't say. Right on. Uh, okay. uh, people <laughs> will be surprised at. Uh, but uh, but I, uh, um, as far as other things, uh, it, it slowed down a little mm -hmm. just in terms of, uh, but I've kind of slowed it down. I, I had to take some time off to mm -hmm recover i had a surgery before that uh, sinus surgery and uh, oh, and uh, take a little yeah i had sinusitis and it was making me dizzy and stuff like that but um uh i think uh you know bosch might start up legacy well we have the writer's strike so everything's right. kind of dead, dead right now yeah and uh until that gets worked out um everybody's just kind of on hold right now mm -hmm. you know for a little while and yeah. uh, hopefully it'll pick up and then Hopefully there's there's some other things that I can talk about after that, but uh, everything okay. now is is not anything that I can talk about. Um, but okay. there's you know nothing set yet for sure. You know, okay. but that's that's the actor's life. You know? Yeah. I just well, sit I will, around uh... the house with a lot of mirrors and hand mirrors and look at myself and kiss them a lot. <laughs> oh, What's well, good? It's it's good to have hobbies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it's just. Uh, you know, I have my, <laughs> I have my mirror, and I look, and I, 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 I put on uh, songs. You know, I am so beautiful to me, and beautiful you know, commitment to the bit. I appreciate myself, this. and you know, these are just little for, uh, for our listeners. Uh, Greg is holding up a mirror that says "Mr. Good Looking" on the back and kissing it. That oh, is, does it? Oh, that is I didn't commitment know that. to the bit. 
that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I just uh, no, I just uh, trying to spend more time around family uh, mm-hmm. shortly and coming up, and uh, I'm on the my high school reunion committee and. Oh wow! I'm kind of also involved with the Hawaii football and Cal football people, guys, alumni, and uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate in life. Cool. You know, very cool. You know, so uh, but this has been great. It's well, been great you. meeting you, and you and uh, I, I'm just uh, amazed at, uh, like I said, the research that you did. Oh, and, thanks. Uh, and Thank uh, boy, if ever I get out that way, I'll come and say hello. Oh, that uh, would be person. wonderful. That would be great. I'd love it. I'll take you for a drink at uh, the brewery. So there you go. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, Indiana, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the heartland. It is. <laughs> yes, it, it is. Definitely is. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. It's been pleasure. This, is, this has been a lot it's of fun. Been a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I really Thank did. You. Thank you. And keep up the work. I, I checked some Thank of your you. stuff out before we did this. Uh, that's what kind of encouraged me to. It's, it's been fun. Yes. You take care. And Thanks, you too. Can't wait to see it. Thank keep you very much. Work. Thank I you. Appreciate Talk it. to you okay. soon. Bye bye. That was Gregory Scott Cummins. What a cool guy. If you have not seen Hack a Lantern or Dead End City or Action USA, you owe it to yourself. Those three movies are amazing. Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. We didn't even get into that one. Uh, another great flick. Hunter. Check out Hunter. Even if it's not his episode, you should be watching Hunter. If you like cult films and exploitation films, Hunter is the show for you. There's an episode where a guy uses a flamethrower. I mean, that's just the best. Uh, hey, that's it for today. Next up will be Steve Stolier. He worked with Groucho Marx in his later years and uh, is kind of an archivist of all things Marx Brothers. And uh, if you don't love the Marx Brothers, what's wrong with you? Uh, Yeah, that's all I got. Get back out in the world. Take care of your servers because it's the Walter Paisley Movie House and we do not piss on hospitality. Tip well. Bye.